Hey guys, welcome to the show. You're listening to the Bella Italy podcast. Certe volte servirebbero due cuori in petto, servirebbe molto più rispetto. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Brian, and with me today in the virtual studio, once again, Anthony, and we are your Bella podcast team. This is a free resource that we do for you. Free information, inspiration, hopefully, for your next trip to Italy. And we are an extension of the Italy with Bella company. So feel free to check us out online anytime at italywithbella.com. Sign up for your free consultation with Italy experts Anthony and his wife, Denise. Now let's dive into our content. We've been in the in-between times here between season two and season three. And Anthony, thanks for joining me on the show today. How are you doing, bud? Very good, Brian. I think uh, I think you make a good point. I mean, we, we're in between season two and three, but I still think we're giving some good meat and potatoes. Uh, we are getting feedback by emails from customers uh, stating that they love the new podcast because they're talking about some of the services that they're looking to find, looking to do, and what the differences are. So I think today's uh, subject is going to, you know, probably one of the reasons a lot of people go out there is to do the experiences. So I think today's uh, subject mm. is a perfect uh, segue going into uh, Q, uh, Q3, to season three. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it could be. It could be a reason that people mm, go to to Italy, and especially in some of the bigger towns, uh, and they they do an excursion, they do a tour, they find a tour guide, uh, and that's what we're talking about today. So just to rewind a little bit, uh, if you're joining us in between season two and three here, uh, we've done a couple of little one-offs, uh, a series that we're calling The Cost of Finding Hidden Gems. And the idea behind this is, how do you find a really good restaurant in Italy. I mean, and you know, <laughs> you come over here to Italy and you think, okay, it's going to be, I mean, every single restaurant is spectacular. And it, it's just not that way, I'll just say anymore. Um, you no. know, tourism over the last couple of decades and yeah, just the commercialization of the, the the mechanism, the engine of tourism over here, it exaggerates some things and it brings out nuances that were never really traditional, never really part of the culture. But because of demand, there is, lo and behold, supply for that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it's funny. I just came back from Rome and uh, I look out my hotel window and it's lines out the door of this restaurant. I walk over to the restaurant. What is going on? Well, there is pasta ladies rolling pasta in front of the window and yep. every tourist was in front of it. And I look it up online and it's a 4.8 on Google. I'm like, I got to go check this place out. I walked by the dishes. I looked at them. I looked by the, I looked at who was eating there. I looked by the menu and I'm like, by wow, is this a tourist restaurant? Then I went and looked at the Google reviews and there was no Italian Google reviews. Um, so yeah, I mean, you get that and, but let's go back to what you're saying about restaurants. You're right. It's, it's changed. And you know, that's something, you know, as a company and as someone that's going out to Italy, what are the changes? What do you need to look for? Um, just coming out of Rome this past week, we tried three or four new restaurants and I can tell you, I put some diligence into it and only one out of the four was something I would go back to and would consider something, um, for our customers or even someone like us who are Italian to actually eat there in the future. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And so things are changing. And, you know, obviously it, it really, it, you know, there's kind of this issue of relevance and uh, relativity and, and all of that that comes to bear. I mean, if you're coming from a place like Nashville and there's only a handful of really great Italian restaurants there and you come over here, the, the you know, the default expectation is I'm going to have a fantastic experience at You know, it's just like you're spinning the <laughs> wheel and you're just going to choose one and it's going to be amazing. But what you what you don't see is is that backside of it all behind the facade where the demand has has increased for things that are not traditional and people find out that they can make money on tourists <laughs> not That's providing perfect, yes. something 
that's, you know, exactly. that's traditional or that's even appealing to the local population. And so that changes over time, uh, the restaurants. The second episode we did, we talked uh, about accommodations. And, and, you know, this is something a little bit more global, but, you know, there's an impact here. And when we talked about the different nuances between a, a full star, you know, five star hotel, uh, boutiques, we talked about B&B, Airbnb, we talked about, uh, you know, just different ways to do bookings and to try to understand what's going on over here. And uh, gosh, what, what a deep subject. We could have done two or three episodes just on accommodation and how do you really find a, a you know, kind of that, that perfect mix and, and kind of the, the analogy that came to the surface was the whole Goldilocks scenario of finding that perfect, you know, scenario of different things that you want. You want a comfortable bed. Maybe you want it soundproof because you're on a noisy street. Maybe you want a, you know, and we found this out when we were in Palermo last a uh, couple months ago. Uh, I wanted a room that had a window and a balcony that opened into an interior mm -hmm. garden instead of the exterior main thoroughfare. It's good. And that's, that's, that's not true. always something that, that people think of, but after you've been out on the street for six, seven, eight hours, you're tired of all the hubbub and you want a little peace and tranquility. And so, you know, thinking through those various nuances is is super helpful. Any comment there on that past episode we did accommodations? No, I think you're spot on. And what happens is, is those hotels are getting more and more noticed uh, for customers, right? And, you know, some of the hotels we use as partners, they're always full because we're not the only one that's found them, right? They're not the only gems. Uh, but yeah, you're right. And that's something, you know, uh, as a, as a customer, just because it has a high score, doesn't mean it's in the right location. Doesn't mean it's in the right sound. Doesn't mean it's yeah. in the, you know, the right floor. Um, there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot of little nuances, um, that comes with hotels. Uh, but I love the point you make though. Those little nuances and those little points you have to think about when you're traveling. So it's fun. Yeah. And so there's a lot that goes into choosing that experience and you think, well, I'm only going to sleep there. Sure. But getting a good night's sleep is imperative to really enjoying mm -hmm. and relaxing while on your trip. If that second, third, fourth day, uh, you're tired because you tossed and turned all night, it was noisy outside your window, and you know uh, it's just uh, not a, a quality uh, establishment, let's just say it like that, then it, that's, there's an impact on all that money that you're investing for that vacation uh, gets a little bit wasted along the way. And so mm -hmm. keeping that in mind, and I'm not saying you have to have five star all the way, but we are saying that there are a lot of little nuances to look out for. And, it, you know, there, there's some dialing in to the things that matter to you. What are, what are your values? What's your value system when it comes to choosing a hotel? And hopefully that episode uh, helped you to, to dial that in. And then in the last episode, we talked about transportation. And uh, you know we, we talked about public means of transportation. We talked about car service. We talked about lots of different things and why it matters being on the street by foot and being close to a train station. Uh, if you should be daring and try to do the buses or uh, <laughs> other, you know, trams and other public means, uh, what what is all that? What's the impact there? And then renting a car, where would you want to do that? Where would you not want to do that? Any comment there on that last episode that we did? I'm, we're kind of reviewing because it's been a, a few weeks since we've talked about all these things. I think that's an important nuance because logistics is what extends your day, what makes you tired, what stresses you out, right? You know, sometimes like, no, we'll just walk it. Well, you could have just used a taxi or you could have used the car service or, you know, whatever. Or, oh, we're not going to rent a car. I heard it's horrible to rent a car in Italy. Well, it's not true. Not everywhere is like that, right? Um, so there is the different types of modes of transportation. It does make your vacation uh, more seamless. It makes it less stressful. Um, and these are the things you need to consider. You're just going to say, yeah, I'm going to use cost services along the way. Well, it doesn't work. You know, I'm going to use trains the whole time. Well, not really. You can't do that because of you'll be walking a half an hour from the train station to the city center, right? So there's things that uh, – there's little nuances that will even more than a hotel put more stress on your travel, especially if you're with a family and you're trying to get around. So it was a great, yep. great episode to listen to. Yep, good. All right. Well, before we go on to today's topic, tours and excursions, all of that, um, I want to I look at these three. And Anthony, I'm going to put you on the spot here. 
to, to have to answer what you think was the most popular. So we, we've had several weeks go by now. And even though they came out, you know, kind of interspersed like that, you know, we, we've had enough time go by that now we're looking at these uh, three episodes kind of side by side. People have had plenty of time, those that follow us, to have a listen. And, you know, just judging by sheer number of listens, which I won't tell you how many listens each one had, but I do know which one came in first, second, and third. Just by the topic alone, what do you imagine was the most popular topic for people to listen to? Was it restaurants? accommodations or transportation what do you think and, and we can put cue the little music be, in the background here do i think it would be transportation because people stress out the most of how they're gonna get around that's just okay me. okay it was number two so you were right. you were <laughs> you had, you had <laughs> I was a 30% chance. You said I was wrong, Brian. <laughs> no, you had a 30% you chance. <laughs> You're 30% off <laughs> the mark. But okay. no, that was number two. Uh, number one was actually restaurants. Yeah. Restaurants yeah. were number one. And, you know, I, in my mind, I kind of legitimize that and kind of validate that thinking, okay, when people come over here to Italy, they they probably got food, wine, and history and, you know, scenic views, panoramas, this kind of thing on the brain. Um, and so, you know, food is is probably a huge factor. If you were to Google Italian and then leave a blank, I don't know, I haven't tried it, but I imagine food is one of those. Top, of the top two. Get, yeah, yeah the, the, the word that gets, you know, provided by, you're probably thinking food when you hear this word. Uh, so it went restaurants and then transportation, then accommodation as order of importance, just again, based on what our listeners uh, chose. So it'll be interesting to see where tours and uh, excursions come in to to that lineup. In my mind, and, and I'm going back, you know, years here um, from being in the military uh, in my late teens coming over here and just, you know, having a day here in Sicily, a day in Naples, a day in the north where we, we would just all of a sudden have 24 hours, 48 hours to do nothing. The last thing as, a, as some young 18, 19, 20-year-old <laughs> that we wanted was a tour guide. Oh, God forbid. You know, we're yes. going to rent a car. We're going to rough it. We're going to dive in. We're going to figure it out. We're going to have a blast and don't care where we eat, where we sleep, what we do. Get back on that plane 48 hours later, 72 hours later, and he you know, head out. Um, having done and gotten the best, you know, in our minds out of, yeah. out of Italy. Uh, it didn't always... You know, it wasn't always that uh, romantic, uh, but probably when when people first come over, um, I, I don't know. What, what are you seeing? Uh, do, do people just automatically knee jerk reaction? They want a tour. Is that something that they're just gravitating to? Well, it's funny you say that because we have customers that it's like I went when I was 18 and I didn't appreciate it. I didn't ah, soak it in. I just walked around. Huge, and we'll come back around to that because that's a big point you just made. Yeah. Exactly. So that's one. And the other thing is, is customers are concerned that they're going to be overwhelmed with too many tours. They want to be able to take it in, shop, sit and have a drink, walk over to the gelato shop. And they really voice that. And I think that's the reason they, they look at us from a Bella perspective is because they want it curated. They want a little bit of a design feel. A lot of times when they go to other agencies, it's more like structured and they don't want structure. So I think that's the biggest concern is, is you know, I, I want, I'll do tours where they need it and experience it. Like I want to do a wine tasting or I have to go to the Vatican, of course, but I want free time. I really want yeah. to, you know, just find stuff and get lost and, and meet people. Like they have this mm -hmm. impression that they're going to be playing uh, bocce with a, with an old guy, you know playing soccer in a field with a kid, you know? So I think, um, I think a lot of it's just, let me kind of dive in, but I know I do need experiences and we want experiences. Just don't overwhelm us with it because we really just want to absorb it. That's it. All right. So that may be where a lot of you listening kind of fit in. If that's your, your demo, your demographic, then I imagine you resonate with it. At least some of that, um, you know, coming back to that point you made, uh, we, we've talked about, about this before. I had been to Naples 
probably six, seven times. And, you know, each time it got a little bit better because <laughs> I understood a little bit more. But when I actually broke down and, and I, I was already, you know, uh, with, uh, with Italy with Bella and, and uh, doing, doing this kind of professionally, I said, okay, I got to do one of these tours. Let's try it. <laughs> and <laughs> I had the best time. Twist your arm. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And, and a, a city as dark and dense and, and convoluted and complicated and busy and noisy and dirty as Naples really came alive. And all of a sudden, I absolutely love Naples because I feel like I understood it even better than I had before. And, you know, that that goes back. I'll just tell another little quip here. Um, you know, the first tour I did was years ago, wasn't even in Italy. I was coming back from Italy to the States. I had a layover in uh, Barcelona, or should I say Barcelona? And and as I, I, I thought about, I, well, let me put another day or two on there and I'll just, you know, enjoy the fact that I can mill around the city. And then I thought, well, I, I'd really like to understand the food culture in in barcelona maybe get a little bit of history thrown in great architecture you know all of this kind of stuff barcelona is great for so many different reasons and and so i ended up doing this tour well on the tour it was supposed to be a, a little group walking tour for some reason that day the weather looked inclement beforehand people had canceled the weather turned out to be spectacular and i ended up being the only person on the tour mm. with this other guy and um the, the guy that was leading the, the tour. And so he says, Brian, I'm going to just take you, you know, three hours here. And we're just going to do all my favorite spots. And so we did this little walking tour. Uh, we, we learned about the vermouth culture, which I'm a big vermouth fan uh, in Barcelona. We learned about, you know, the fried foods. We learned all this kind of stuff. And as we're walking from different quarter to quarter, he's telling me where he grew up. And, you know, and this is what happens here. And, you know, I came away from that three hours having learned more than reading any of the books or travel zines or online blogs or anything else I could have done. It was the best investment of my time. My my flight ended up getting delayed another couple of days. Norwegian Air was going under at that time. And so <laughs> as, I, as I was there, I was walking around the town and, and all of that I had learned on that tour came back and helped me really process yeah. the tower, you know, the, the town that I was that I was in. And so all of that to say, you know, like you said, uh, just to underline that point, understanding your context helps you appreciate it even more. And so as we're talking about tours today, I don't know what your your feelings are for those that are listening about tours in general, wherever you're coming from. Um, there is something to to be appreciated here when you understand the context that you find yourself in, uh, it helps you to process, it helps you to enjoy it, helps you to really imbibe the culture. And and just, you're gonna have so much uh, of a more memorable experience coming away from it. Anything to add to that? No, it's funny you say that. So back in the early 2000s, we would go to Italy and you know say, hey, I'm Italian, I don't need to do these stores. I'll just get in a car, never took trains, just said, I'm driving everywhere. We'd go from the top of Venice all the way down to Naples or whatever, never did tours. But as you, as you, as we grew the company and we became a company, I'm like, I gotta stop meeting people and stop partnering. And then you're like, you know something? I really don't know as much about the history of Tuscany or Umbria or Lazio. And then you realize, you know, you just can't walk into a restaurant and try to build relationships, walk into a church and like, all right, let me check it on Google, right? So it's the point is I was wandering aimlessly. You know, I would love the food. I would love the relaxation and the culture, but I wasn't really understanding the people. I really wasn't understanding that little town or, you know, how it was connected to the next region or how it was connected to the next town. Um, so, yeah, I think you hit it spot on. I mean, you not even from a young perspective, but even from an older perspective, mm -hmm. I was just like, hey, I'm just going to I'm going to soak it all in. Well, guess what? I was passing by stuff that I should have known about. Right. Mm -hmm. I could have walked by a gelato shop that was historic. I could have walked by a, a pastry shop that was historic. And I didn't know that I was just taking it all in. So it does give you a little bit of, hey, and you're in that town. Try to learn a little bit about it. Just don't pass it by. And mm -hmm. that's what I learned when we created it at Bella that. You know, we, we basically were able to learn more historically, culturally in each town, each region and province. Right. So I think you're spot on there. 
Yeah, well, and people are going to have uh, interest levels uh, all over the map here. Some people want to know everything there is to know, and and they're like a sponge. <laughs> other other people, they they get over here, and you know their brains are already full. They they did whatever research that they wanted to do before coming, and now they just want to sit in that environment and relax. And so wherever you are on the spectrum, the point here I think to underline is simply that understanding where you are, why things are the way that they are, uh, and, and even meeting some locals and, and getting the feel for the area of town, if you're in a big town or the town, if it's small enough, to just understand where you are is going to have a huge impact on whether or not you really enjoy and are able to to relax and just you come away with you know some incredible memories and that's that's something we always hear from people is uh, the memories that are made on trips like these uh, last a lifetime and a lot of people come over you know I, I still think about certain trips down to the Florida Panhandle there was really nothing to see the food was terrible mm. but the the scenery was fantastic but it's all about the friends and and enjoying being able to enjoy and I think oh man what a great trip that was you know, back when it was me and this and that and the other. And, you know, we spend a week doing this and that. Uh, those memories are, are just, yeah, that's an investment that you're making uh, for the future. To help do that, you know, we're doing a series like this talking about how do you choose the restaurant? How do you choose the hotel or the, the Airbnb experience? How do you choose the transportation and now to the tours? And so with that said, I, I want to pause here kind of in the middle of the episode today uh, because you just came back from Italy and a lot mm -hmm. of what that uh, trip was about was to find restaurant owners, tour guides, uh, to talk about different possibilities of partnership and excursions and new tours that people could try uh, that, you know, before were just not being offered. But um, give us a little bit of, of, you know, behind the scenes. We're going we're gonna to peel the, the <laughs> veil, you know, open a little bit, look behind the curtain. Uh, what, is, what did that look like? What was that trip like? And, and any special takeaways from the week, uh, week and a half that you spent over here? Yeah, so we landed in Rome, what, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago? And the first thing I said before we went, I said, we really, there's a special area in Rome, um, Trastevere, that we really like. And uh, it used to be quieter. Um, it's not as quiet as it used to be, but it's still really bohemian, really easy to walk around. It's really just a nice vibe. Not a lot of cars, and it's on the other side of the river. And we didn't have, we didn't have a hotel. We had a lot of boutique stuff, you know, not, you know, stuff that was really in dead center. So I just started, you know, looking for something that was a little more elevated, would be more better for our customers to land at. So I, I found something, you know, I basically, you know, when you have a company like ours, we look for certain standards, English, clean, uh, friendly, great breakfast, you know, how close is the city center? Is there parking? And that was kind of my, you know, my new quest this trip is to find restaurants in this area, to find a hotel lodging in this area and actually new partners in that area. So we're always looking at even not just the big city, we're always looking at segmenting that city. You know, if the customer really wanted to absorb that section of Rome or be in a certain area where they know they can eat, sleep and also have fun in that area. So, you know, I went to this hotel, fantastic time, used to be an old monastery, um, a convent, sorry, was a convent, really, really loved it, loved the, loved the service, loved the food, had a courtyard in it. And like Brian was said, it was nice because when you get away from that Hustle and bustle of that little town, of that little area of Trastevere. You can use this peacefulness. We worked back there. It was a really nice area. So that's what I kind of, you know, what I do and Brian does and everyone on the team does is we go out and we look for new expected, new uh, lodging, new experiences. Um, we found the new experiences right two minutes from there that, you know, it's a cooking class, uh, supper class, private, private dinner, you know, with a new partner there. We're really excited to be working with. Um, and it's small. It's nothing you'll see on the Viators of the world. It's nothing you'll see on Go Get Get Your Guides. It's just someone that's local that we met through friends and has it at their home. And we were able to, you know, go in there, 
walk around, meet with them, sit around, sit down, talk about their business plan, talk about their background, uh, how's their English, what the price cost model is, how, how, the, how many classes they have a week. And it really was, it was really a great, um, a great part of our job I love to do is because we do walk, Brian and I have done, we've done tours and experiences and we walk away and like, they yeah, were nice people, but it's not, doesn't fit the business, doesn't fit the customer. Um, and it's happened to me on several occasions. And so what happened was, is we walk away and we also go meet partners that we've, we've been working with for years. We have good partnerships with, and we sit down, we have a drink, uh, we have a coffee and we talk about the business for the upcoming year. What are they changing? Who are they hiring? You know, what are the struggles they're going through? Is it going to affect you? Is it going to affect the customer? Is it going to affect us next year? And that's stuff we need to keep constantly doing. A lot of times, you know, like any business, they, they were great the first two years, but they're making changes that you might not know about. So, so the excursion wasn't, or the excursion, the trip wasn't just to find new, but it was also to solidify the direction of the partners and the experiences we have now. And the good thing was a lot of these partners are expanding into more um, experiences for us to give to our clients, whether it's truffle hunting, whether it's different cooking classes, pizza making, you know, hot air balloons, all different kinds of, wow, you're bringing that on next year. And, you know, show us, show me, let me introduce you to them or introduce us to them. So it was a, it was a, it was a great um, trip. We need to do multiple times a year, just not for new experiences, but for also existing experiences. So we were able to leave there, go to Rome, uh, go to Umbria. We found some new um, lodging, new experiences in Umbria. And then we did the same thing in Tuscany before we headed back to Rome and headed out. Um, but overall, that's what we do. We just want to, you know, we want to see how it lines up with the experiences we have now. And does it match that? And is it new and exciting or even a backup to the experiences we have now? Not all the time. Sometimes, sometimes I'm sorry, sometimes our experiences that we want to book with someone might be full, but we do have a backup guide or a backup experience. It's just as good, um, but we kind of honor the people that we first went to bat with, and then we give uh, you know our other other partners some of our customers and those experiences too. So you know that was kind of that was kind of what the trip was about. We have some great uh, all of, overall it's all positive, and we have some new experiences that we found. Um, anything else you want to add to that, Brian? You might have something you want to tee up on me. Well, in a second, I'm going to ask you, and I'll just kind of give you a heads up here. I'm going to ask you, what are some <laughs> newer experiences okay. that people mm -hmm. haven't done before, but either we're now being asked for either on the podcast here or through Italy with Bella, um, or uh, that you find out from our partners over here that they're offering now because the demand you know, they're getting uh, requests for that. So I'm going to ask you that in just a second, but uh, I'll let you think, think and stew on that for a minute. But um, just just to zoom out for a second, you know, because we're, we, we kind of dove into tours and excursions and really experiences. And I, I, I wish there were a better term that was kind of a catch-all for this, but having talked about restaurant accommodation and transportation, now we're talking about the actual experiences that you can have. So whether you've got in your mind uh, a tour, you go to the Vatican and you're going to walk through room by room and be explained what you're looking at, the history, the art, the architecture, all of that, or you're talking about a cooking class or you're talking about uh, a hot air balloon ride over, you know, the Tuscan Valley, or you're talking about, you know, wh whatever that is, that experience, that excursion down here in Sicily, of course, you know, people come in on my side of the island on Catania and they want to go up on Mount Etna when, <laughs> when she's not, uh, you know, fuming. Uh, that's the, that's the <laughs> word in Italian, you know. Fumo, you fumare. You're you're smoking when you're not smoking hot like that, and uh, you know when it's safe to go up. They want to get in a, a, a this kind of four by four kind of. It looks like something you'd find on the on the moon rover kind of. Uh, you know, uh, not public transportation, but uh, it's it's something that they do up there. You you've got to just experience. It's like going on a safari. It's just in another world. And, you know, that's an excursion. That's a tour. That's an experience that people can have when, that's special and unique. Uh, there's a lot of archaeological sites, you know, uh, we have here in Sicily, which, you know, as you heard from our, our series on Sicily, is the largest uh, region in all of Italy. So landmass region in all of Italy. And then we have also the largest archaeological park 
UNESCO heralded uh, archaeological park in all of Europe. And it is it is absolutely stunning. I mean, uh, it it blew me away the first time that I went. And that's a that's a, a tour. That's an experience. That's an excursion that that transports you back in time to that relevant architecture. We have a lot of Baroque on this side of the island. Uh, it takes you back to that time period. It puts you there. You're experiencing with the art. You're experiencing with the architecture. You're experiencing the the ruins that you see around you and the history that's all there. And, and it puts in pr into perspective, you know, you really feel like you're in a different time and place. And, and that's part of the magic. You know, if, if, uh, if Italy is Disney World for adults, then that is part of the magic that it offers is being able to transport you. But now, and, and this is kind of post-COVID, I, I think we've seen a lot more of this. And even when we were back in December talking to some partners in Matera, uh, I, I know that some new kinds of experiences were being generated over here. Just either the technology is catching up or people's interest level is catching up, but people are are branching out. Maybe it's not their first time. Maybe they've been over two, three times in Italy. They venture farther south. They go farther out. They want to get away from the crowds. They want to have these different kinds of experiences. So what, what are some of those newer experiences that you've been hearing or investigating? So it's funny you say that. It's We just had a couple of calls this week and over the last few months. And more and more we're hearing about, and you've said this possibly in our even private calls when you, when you and I have our own calls, is nature, right? A lot about, I want to I take in the beauty of Italy. I want to I experience Italy uh, outside of the museums, outside of the art, outside of the history. Just this week, my husband is not a big traveler. He doesn't, he's not even wanting to go to Italy, but if he does, he wants to get outside. I said, so what does he want to do? Does he want to e-bike? No. He wants to go hunt. He wants to go fish. He wants a boat. He wants an ATV. Ironically, we have ATVs, which is a four-wheeler. <laughs> we have we have a hunt. We have a hunt we for can, a while. We can more do all <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, the husband, the other husband, this other guy last week, he wants a motorcycle for the day while she's at the spa or the cooking class. Right. Perfect. Uh, no problem. I might just start about men here. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll digress. Um, no, but, but it, it's it's, it's funny you it's funny you say that because yeah. I I was thinking you know ten years ago there were very few people coming over here mm -hmm. to go hunting, fishing, psych, you know th this kind of thing. Uh, very yep. few people were were interested in that, but it's becoming. Uh, I don't I don't know the the right ter term for it in in tourism. It's not you know we have agro tourism. You come into an agroturismo, uh, you know, some kind of a farmhouse, and you have that experience yeah. uh, at harvest time for grapes and olives and and all that kind of fun stuff. And you kind of see how it how it felt like to do the harvest a hundred years ago. That kind of thing. They give you a room and board, you know. So you you got, you got that, but you also have the other uh, where you're really out in nature. You're experiencing. Uh, you know, these kind of things that you, you mentioned. But really, this is, I, I think this is a newer trend in tourism. And I would imagine this isn't a lot of these people first time coming over because, you know, everybody comes over with a bucket list. And that's usually not in the in the top 10 on the bucket list. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a blend, right? They want to go to Rome, but they got to satisfy their activity. You're, they're, you know, when we talk about Americans, they're at the yoga class, they're at the gym, they're walking, they're getting whatever they're doing. Right? It's all about activity. And so they're trying to keep that activity and saying they did their activity in this other country. Yeah. Right. So they're looking at what else can I do? Like they, well, they want to climb the castle. We have that. Right. They got, we have castles and all over the place. They want to fish if it's a pond local or uh, by the water. Um, you know, even, even in uh, Vieto, there's the, there's the, the caves, not the caves, but the, uh, yeah, I guess you would call it the caves and the Etruscan caves. You can climb down and it's called well, okay. it's called, that's a lot of climbing, right? Even though it's inside. Uh, but this, there's all this activity where it's a little more strenuous, right? Mm -hmm. They're keeping their daily activity. Even some extreme miles. Sports, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's just funny. And even a truffle hunt, like, Oh, I, I really don't want to go. How extenuous is it? I'm like, no, it's just, you know, 45 minutes in the woods, you come back and you eat the truffle. But it's still that outdoor, hitting the sun, getting, feeling the nature of Italy is part of, uh, we're getting a lot more of those experiences. 
Mm-hmm. Put put in, of course, walking in the Vatican or sure. going in the Coliseum tour. <laughs> in addition right? to, but it seems like exactly, exactly. So I think I think we're seeing a lot more as they look at it. And of course, we got olive oil tasting, a new olive oil tasting, a new Vespa driving. We got uh, you know some other um, you know the Ferrari driving on a track. We have a lot of that accelerating stuff too. Um, but we also have the nature walks, right? So, but a lot of it lately, it's been a lot of that. You know, what can we do that's different outside the museums, outside of the history? And that's what we're getting is those experiences. Yeah, that's really cool. That's encouraging, too, that people are are starting to open up and they're thinking a little bit about what's possible over here. And, you know, as you look at how many uh, national parks there are, as you look at the extremes Mm -hmm. here in Italy from really high mountains in the north, um, uh, down to where where I am in, in Sicily, the islands. You know, I just came back from uh, Volcano, uh, one of the island, the Aeolian Islands on the north shore, the north uh, coast of of Sicily. And man, what an experience! Uh, <laughs> if you if you can survive the hit of sulfur smell when you first get off the boat, uh, you gotta you gotta press past some of that. But that's just some of the raw feel of being on a literally a volcanic island in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. But, you know, here in Sicily, it's the same thing, but it doesn't feel like it. But you go to a tiny island where you can literally throw a rock across the, the from coast mm. to shore to shore in some places. Uh, it, it just, you know, puts it into perspective. Wow, I am literally standing on top of a volcano in the middle of water. How either yeah. cool or dumb is that? <laughs> you know, Stromboli by night for a little cruise and just watching the the, the lava flow and, and spurt up from a, the safety of a boat, having an aperitivo. I mean, some of these excursions nowadays are, are getting to the place where, I mean, it's not a danger or risk factor so much as it's just a splendor and beauty factor. And, and whether it's that hunting for something you've never done, you know, coming from mm-hmm. your literal neck of the woods, wherever you're from in the States, and being able to hunt for something or fish for something that you don't do back home, um, it just, it, it enriches your, your whole life and experience. And so I, I love that it's finally catching up over here um to to yeah cater to the needs because before again 10 years ago 15 years ago it was really rare to find tours being offered um i want to switch gears just a little bit here and move into the quality of the tour guides themselves because this is something that's really come into focus you know e- even in our little series here the cost of finding hidden gems where this applies to tour guides is Nowadays, tour guides over here in Italy are a dime a dozen. Um, yes. There, there are very rigorous uh, conditions to be met, exams and studying and, and you know, all of this kind of qualifications that has to go on nowadays to be a legitimate, verified, uh, license-holding tour guide of your region because everything is done regional here. And so to be a tour guide here in Sicily is really saying something. There are some loopholes that get exploited. And this is what I want people to really uh, cue in on and, and understand. Some people will go outside of Italy, somewhere else in the EU where the examinations and the, the qualifications are lower, the standards are lower They'll pass an exam there. They'll come back in country being a, an Italian and they'll get a conversion of that, that license, that, license. that tour mm-hmm. patent. Um, and so then they'll pass it off as having been adequately trained and educated on their region, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they know squat about what they're you know exactly. showcasing to you in their town or their you know the archaeological park and all of that and so you know um, I, I'd like to talk for a second about what we look for in a tour guide. Some of the conversations we've had um, does that ring true? Just about the the high standards and the the people that that you've run into and that we talk with uh, as our partners. What what have you heard from them? What have you seen that um, that they have to meet as far as standards? So first of all, standard is the friendliness and the love of what they do, right? You know, we've, I remember meeting a tour guide in Umbria. He was an expert at the area, knew everything about Assisi, 
but the lady was just not happy. You know what I mean? She was miserable. (laughs) So like, first of all, I want you to love your customers, love what you do, right? And let it show. And you're meeting me. You're trying to, you're trying to win me over. Like, yeah, you're not even winning me over. And I'm the one that's going to give you customers, right? So uh, that was one thing. The other thing is, is, you know, did they grow up there? When you walk through the town, give you an example, a friend in uh, uh, Lecce, she walks through the town. She's the mayor. Everyone mm-hmm. knows her. Everyone loves her. Everyone <laughs> has a good opinion of her, right? And I'm thinking in a broad straw. I'm, I'm going to go broad and then go down, you know. But I think in a broad a broad way of looking at it, it, are they known? Do they know people? You know, there's nothing There's nothing worse than going with a tour guide and the guy at the cafe doesn't even know who you are. You're, you know, instead of building, do they have that rapport and that relationship? So when they go in there, they're excited. There's a partnership there, right? So are they from that town? Were they born and raised? Do they know the language of the town or the vibe of the town, the culture of the town, how the people are the town there? That's something we look for, right? That's something like we don't want to have someone, yeah, I was born in I was born in Veneto, but now I live in Naples for the last six years. That's not the same. And you know that and I know that, right? Because the relationships are different, knowing the culture, knowing how what it was back 30 years ago and what it is now, right? Mm-hmm. So we do look for that. Um, we look for what their background is um, on their, you know, their degrees, you know, what their, what their specialty is, right? We don't want someone that just loves to be a cook when they have a history an art or accounting degree, right, or an art degree. We want them to know you know, kind of what they're specializing in. They have a background in it, and you know, that's something we ask them about. We also don't want them to be all over Facebook, all over Instagram, all over Viator, all, and, and basically try and get customers from all over the place on every single social media. We want them to specialize and to really hone in on our customers, meaning make it a private tour or make it a tour up to eight people, you know, not an umbrella, but 40 people and trying to rake in the dollars. We want them to have pride at what they do and build relationships with our customers. So we look for that too. It's we don't always look for the cost. We don't always look for the cheapest. We do look for it. And it's fair and it is in line. But the biggest thing for us is the relationship piece, their history within the town, and they're not just out there that make the almighty buck. It's about their love of that town, the love of the history, the love of the food and the culture. And we can see that right uh, coming through. I mean, you know, we got a perfect examples in Naples, right? When you came back and did the tour, you did three, you have three different tour guides in Naples, right? All different personalities, mm-hmm. all different backgrounds, but they're from there. They have a passion for it, right? And they understand the culture, the food, the history of that town. Um, but they don't, they don't over advertise and they're not trying to bring 40 people in a group and try to turn two or three turns a day. They do one a day. They love what they do and they're, they're passionate with our, our customers. Did I answer that pretty? I think it was pretty much spot on. I think. Um, yeah, I, I think is, a lot of our tour yeah. guides would say the the same thing. They they try to steer clear of the large groups. Um, mm-hmm. They they're not going by a rote script, and that's that's kind of a big thing here. A, a lot of and and you know if you're listening and you're a tour guide here and. In Italy, and this is not you. Please, please forgive us. We're we're not trying to just throw everybody under the literal tour bus. But um, you know, it, it's fair to say that a lot of the tour guides that you find on those big uh, tour buses with the forty plus people and the umbrella, and you know, on your left, please note this. On your right, please note that. They're following more of a script. They don't deviate mm-hmm. much from that. And you know, look, I, I was in Turkey last year. Um, I had a great, you know, tour of the, the seven uh, cities uh, uh, from the book of Revelation in the Bible, you know, this kind of thing, the old, these old churches of Ephesus. And, I, you know, it was, it was interesting. I, I, I'll give it that. It was interesting. It was not like being with a, a group of five people where you could actually ask questions mm-hmm. and the tour yep. guide begins to cater what they're talking about to meet exactly. your interests and needs. There's a completely different level that that tour goes to. And and here's kind of the dark underbelly here in Italy. A lot of the tour guides that do those bigger tours are because the locals won't do them. And they're the these, these tour guides are the ones that had gone out into another country, come back and did a conversion of their, their patent, their, their license um, to, to be the tour guide there. Because again, the locals typically just have no palate for that. And so we actually look for somebody who grew up there, 
who's educated in what they're talking about. And, you know, just like, again, to that experience in Barcelona, uh, the, the guy was like, you know, there's a wall here now, but 10 years ago, you could actually see the, the, the river here or the coast there. And, you know, it was, it's something that somebody who didn't grow up there would not know. And so it's almost like an extension of going into someone's home. Home. You yes. you go in and you have that kind of home experience, and that's another experience. That's another excursion that we're we're talking about uh, these home cooking experiences, whether in Rome or in Naples. Uh, they're starting to pop up and become uh, a little bit more popular. I, I tell you, for an Italian, it makes their skin crawl going into some stranger's <laughs> home and learning to cook. And I have to tell my friends all the time, yeah, but for an American, ooh, That's dinner crazy. party at so-and-so's home in Rome. Oh, how chic, how cool, how fun. You know, this is like, wow, of course I'm going to go. What do I wear? What do I do? How do I act? Is it, do I take a bottle of wine? What, you know, it, it's just like, it's fun. Yes. It's like, it's so exciting, you know, but for an, an Italian, it makes your skin crawl. Um, and, and so, but this is, you know, these are some of the experiences that are starting to come around now. And, and that's, that's what, you know, it feels like it really, when you're with the right tour guide, I don't care if you're at the Coliseum or, you know, aqueducts around Naples up the Appian way in, into Rome or wherever you are in, in Italy, if you're with the right tour guide, you really feel like you're in their own backyard. And they're telling you, oh, that neighbor over here, I, I was just in Shaka uh, a couple months ago, and uh, she was telling me, now, this this guy up here on the balcony, his name is Giuseppe. He actually is not from here. He came down 20 years ago because he <laughs> married somebody from Shaka. However, now he's finally accepted by his neighbors as a local. And blah, I mean, it's just like, okay, you know, and, and it, 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 it was just, it added it, so much context. Yeah, it adds so much. Exactly. You'll you probably know, remember that things. guy more than yeah. something that you saw with the, the, the Greek ruins, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I go back to I go back to Puglia. Was it Puglia? No, Macheta. When I met the guy, he was uh, walking around with the book when he grew up there, and it was like it was a new it was a new home, or it used to be. He used to live in a cave, you know, yeah. with no running. And he showed us pictures, pictures, pictures when he was a he kid. Said, this is my mama. Yeah. This is where yeah. I show pictures at the <laughs> breakfast table. He had pictures yeah. from like the thirties, right? Years ago, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Exactly. So that was that's special. You don't get that with every tour guide, right? right. It's it's more right. a script, and you're you're spot on on that. That's what we like because it, it's memorable to our customers. The customers might not even remember anything about Shaka or remember anything about Matera, but they remember the tour guide and his family and the pictures, yeah. and it, that's what strikes them, right? Um, so, you know, that's that's the part that means something. We have, I'm telling you, our, with our experiences and our tour guides, I had a customer yesterday, Brian, she's like, I'm sending candy. This is because you know your daughters who lived in Italy. I'm sending candy back to what's the name and, and uh, what's his name because they don't get any candy. I'm going to send a care package back. With you. But I went to go ship it back. It was $300. I'm like, I'm like all right, we'll carry it with us. So now we're going to carry this candy back because that's the kind of relationship they build with these experiences, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's so one-on-one. -on -one. It wasn't about the cooking or it wasn't about the history. It was about the relationship they built, you yeah. know? So, right. And, and that's, a, that's a cool thing about the cooking. Um, you know, one of our, our tour guides, one of the ones that you just mentioned in Naples, um, you know, she takes you into her home, which she's up on a bluff overlooking Naples and, and you get this beautiful panorama while you're cooking. Um, and she's sharing her own mother's recipes from Naples uh, as you're cooking. And so the experience is a continuation of tradition culture, mm -hmm. the neighborhood, her family, you're, you're invited into that. And so the experience is, is you're not a number, you know, uh, it, some group of 50 walking around in a single file line with a, a headset on and you're listening to the droning monotonous, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the script that's going on uh, in that moment. But you're, you're able to unleash your curiosity you you have memories that are going to go so much deeper because you're you're actually present and you're experiencing something not just recording it you know on your cell phone for future 
you know, viewing or to share, you know, your Insta moment with the, the rest of the world, but you're actually experiencing something. And I, I think that's what's so beautiful that that can, that's part of the, the Dolce Vita, the sweet life that we're trying to yeah. offer here is an escape from all of that, the, the general tourism. And I say that with, you know, uh, the capital T, the, the industry, and, and you're doing a tour lowercase t, but you're experiencing something personal, traditional, local, and genuine. And that's just a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's funny you say that. We had a customer this week that just did a, a, a Globus or a, whatever that one of those big tour companies on a bus. Their kids loved it, right? It was the umbrella getting off the bus, doing the tour with the headphones, and her skin was crawling, right? Because she knows that that's what she wanted. And she got on a phone call with us this week. She's like, oh, my God, this is exactly what I want. Slow it down. Just me and my husband and my two friends with the tour guide and hearing about the, you know, hearing about what you know, we're talking about, the, the experiences, the culture, with the lifestyle and, and getting in the homes. Uh, and that's exactly. But certain people, like the people she was with two months ago in Italy on a tour bus, they will find one. It's all they ever know. It's, yeah. Unless they go back and go with us or someone like us, they're not going to know. And they still think that's Italy, right? And that's the experience. And it's, it, we're not a fit for everyone. Most people just want to check that bucket list off. Right. We saw it. We took a picture. We, we heard about it. Let's move on. But that's what on they know. On my Instagram right? so I can prove exactly. it. <laughs> Forget about the exactly. picture. So. I have a picture on my <laughs> yeah. Instagram. I have a selfie. <laughs> yeah. And so, no, but that that's, you know, different strokes for different folks. And I, I wonder folks, why... Yes. The kids may have loved it or those other, you know, the other friends loved it. Um, I imagine it has something to do with in their mind when they thought about going to Italy, they thought about the Colosseum, the Tower of Pisa, the canals of Venice, and they got they got to see it. You know, it's like mm -hmm. if I were to go, uh, I've been to Egypt before, but if I were to go to Egypt for the first time, the the number one thing in my head would be the, the pyramids in Giza. It's the most famous yeah. thing. There's so much more <laughs> to see and do in Egypt, yes, but is. that would, that would be. Yeah. And so if I were to go, I wouldn't mind being on a 50 seater tour bus, uh, get off, walk around, have a, okay, this was built by blah, blah, blah. Okay. Take your selfie, get back on the bus, go home, you know, but you're not experiencing Egyptian culture, cuisine, traditions, you're, you're getting the, the very tip of the iceberg, you know, to use a similar analogy to the pyramid, it's the very tip of it. And it doesn't show you how deep uh, and profound yeah. everything really is. And, and so I, I think for those that have an affection for Italy, for Italians, for Italian culture and tradition and cuisine, going beyond those mass tourism mechanisms is an absolute must. I agree. I raised a perfect example, raised in the Boston area, worked for three companies in Boston area. So I have the kids are like seven and eight, maybe nine and 10. If I get, it was just before we moved, uh, we bought our home maybe in Italy and they want, and I'm, they're young. I can't walk all the streets of Boston and explain. So like, let's do a bus tour. We're on top of the bus. They're excited. And we did the bus tour. And I was like, okay. And it was an experience, but in their mind, this is how you see a city. You take it all in on a bus tour. And that's what we did. And they were totally happy with it. Me, I was, you know, it was a little difficult, but at least I got an overview of all the things I already knew. But it was, but, but that's the way people think. It's like, this is what you do. You do tours like this. You get, you have someone on a microphone talking to you, pointing out things, and then you go off and get eat and get back on the bus and you go to the other spots. So that's kind of a, kind of an American like mentality a, a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> in a sense, yeah, jumping on, jumping off, you know. So, yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's, it's good. not again, right. uh, you know. As, as we're kind of winding up this episode today, I, I again, I'm not trying to throw all of the people that like those kind of <laughs> tours or even those tour guides under the proverbial tour bus. But you know, again, different strokes for different folks. Um, you know, I, I've done the the bus tour in uh, in Washington D.C. Uh, and then walked around to the the most famous monuments, you know, just like everybody does. And if that's your first time and, and that kind of scratches the itch, and that's really literally all I wanted to know. <laughs> that's all I wanted to experience, <laughs> exactly. you know, and I'm done. I took my my couple of pictures and I got the hell out of there. And, and you know, I, I feel good about it. I, I don't I don't regret that. But coming over here, it could be very different. Yeah. So the other thing I think about is and I and. 
we do have customers that do call us, our future clients that do call us, and they're older, right? And they want to be in that group setting because it's a safer. I get on, I've picked up at the hotel with the bus. I get on mm-hmm. the bus. They Don't take me to lunch. Think, I get yeah. back on the bus. Where mm-hmm. you know that's a fit. You know, we do talk to customers. All right, what do you really want? Because we do offer safety. We do offer, you know, guidance and we will make you feel independent. You can do all um, of that with way, a private tour exactly. guide too. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And but I think in their mind it's it's easier. There's no stress. And we and as you know, Brian, how we work most of our customers you read our reviews, it's no stress when you go with us. But a lot of times they're mentally they're thinking, I'm gonna go with a group, it might be my sister and my us, we're seventies, we've never been internationally. It's a lot easier to just go with a group and follow the sheep. Um, and that's kind of the mentality too. So we have to, you know, we have to have a conversation around that. That's, that's, I didn't think. Yeah, about that and too. and I, I think that's just a different approach. I mean, probably if you're listening to this podcast, you're, you're not the kind of person that goes into Costco, looks up on the wall as you're eating your hot dog and decides, okay, any, meeny, miny, mo, I'm going to go to Portugal on this package, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just use my discount card right now. And I'm going to buy the package and, and everything's done. You know, it, you're probably not that person, but why would that be appealing? It might be appealing because there's a low stress factor. Everything's already mm-hmm. decided for you. Uh, you're going to be put into a block of rooms in a hotel. You're going to have your, you know, station on the bus as you're driving around, you're going to see some things that would be on, you know, the general maybe top five, top 10 for that region or area. And you might have one or two excursions that are appealing. And, you know, you're going to come back home not having had to think much, do much. And, and you're just going to go with much. the flow. Or, yeah. Or spend. Yeah. And that's a big factor. Um, but probably, yeah. you know, you might find a few of those things appealing if you're listening to this podcast, though, I'll bet you that there's something more that you want to get out of the experience. Exactly. And, and that's mm-hmm. what we're saying, you know. And, and so, again, I'm not trying to put down anybody that goes on a, on a bus. I have been, in, I've been there myself. Um, I've enjoyed the private tours much, much more. But I understand some of that appeal and why it may be there. But really, all of that can be found with a private tour guide, private car service, um, and and even in groups, take your friends with you, big families go um, and have that same kind of really catered to hand, you know, tailored experience where you get all of those benefits, the comfort, the safety, the low stress, um, all of that. But you're going to have a much, much richer experience. And, and again, understanding where you are helps you enjoy and really be at peace <laughs> with where you are and be present. And that's what, that's what we want to, uh, to help people find. Yeah. Any last thoughts on that? No, one last thought is a lot of times, and we get customers, they say, oh, we've been to Italy and I ask them about it. And they're like, yeah, we did this and this. But the problem is, is they checked it off and they didn't get the experience. So in their mind is, eh, the food's okay. The crowds were rough. It was hot. They went the wrong time. Yeah, I may right? not go back. We went to, <laughs> and my own go back. I've already seen it, but they don't see it. You know, even the lady the other day, she's on the phone with me. She's like, yeah, I'm not crazy about Rowan. I found, I found it dirty. Well, what'd you say? Well, we stayed in the Vatican. All right. All right. Um, what else did you do? And I, you have to really drill in. I'm like, really? I said, let's, let's give you a real experience there. Only two days. And then let's move on. And you, then you tell me differently, right? But it's that that's the impression you will get because you're not in, you know what I mean? You're a surface. So you'll have an impression of Italy. And that's probably the biggest thing that you and I love about what we do because we're passionate about Italy. We don't do it for the money. We don't do it because of the glamour. We do it because we want people to experience it and love and fall in love with it. And that's what I could say when people go with us, and I'm not trying to plug our company, there's a different vibe when they come back. They get, they're connected. I just don't feel you're connected to Italy when we talk about these other tours, just like you were connected to Washington, D.C., yeah. right? You're not connected to it. You know, you're not, you know, digging into it after you came back and when you can you get back. That's the biggest point I want to make out of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. right. Well, gosh, we're already at an hour. It feels like 30 minutes. <laughs> Hopefully our, those that are listening feel the same way. <laughs> like, oh, God, shut up, people. No. <laughs> Hopefully we get it's it. We get it. Uh, shut up already. No, I, I want to end with this. I, I want to just kind of flip the script because we're we're this has kind of been a little mini season uh, here, two two point one, <laughs> and, uh, before we go to three point oh, 
uh, in the fall, which we're really looking forward to. But uh, as we as we wrap this up, I, I just want to end with this because my neighbors um, upstairs, uh, the the landlord here of the apartment that I'm in, um, they just got back from America. It was their first time uh, going to America. Wow. They got back the night before last. Um, they can I they guess? To- can I guess what cities they went to? Can I guess, please? <laughs> sure. uh, let me guess. <laughs> L.A., New York, Miami. <laughs> Those are you got one of them, yeah. Uh, so oh, New York, right. yeah. They well, okay. and and there's there's a reason because their okay. uh, their sister lives in Boston, and so okay. um, so it was kind of a natural. And actually, other friends from my town here in Bel Paso went and lived in Boston as well. So it was a little oh, okay, it was yeah. a little Bel Paso reunion <laughs> in <laughs> outside of Boston. Um, but it's interesting their perspective because I, I was I was just really interested to, to pick their their brain and and see their perspective on on how they experienced uh, uh, America. You know, and mm. you know, I well, how was it? And their eyes got big. Well. It was different. <laughs> it was America. Wow. I mean, it's, it's like I think they're still on adrenaline, you know, from from all of that. And you know, the thing that stood out was they had they had a great experience in Boston. Um, it's really beautiful. They they enjoyed everything. At, you know, but but then I I kind of asked why. Well, my sister lives there, and she took us around to all of her favorite uh. spots. And we got to see it. We got to see Boston through her eyes. They also went to New York. They had a very different experience in New York. New York was busy, ugly, chaotic, big. uh, And the number one thing that they said, and they repeated several times, dirty. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Sicily is not the cleanest place on the planet. No, it isn't. I I say we're not first... We're not third world, but we're not exactly first world either. <laughs> but, yeah. um, you know, from their perspective, I mean, we've got trash heaps all over our town of just people dumping because the services don't run and everything. But she said, you know, the, the trash was annoying. The the people, you know, laying or dying on the streets. And I mean, it's, it was almost like going into a war zone for, for her, mm-hmm. from her perspective. And you know, I said, you know, hey, I'm really sorry about that. It, it, New York's not always been like that. Uh, I mean, it was in the 80s and then it got cleaned up. Thank you, Giuliani. And then, you know, kind of has been going downhill again. And I don't want to get into the politics and all of that. But just to say that this is not probably the best it's ever been today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Agreed. you know, from their perspective. But again, I ask you why. And, yeah. and it's because she didn't have somebody to walk her around and explain what was going on and why it was like that or you know some of the history and and to un- and and to bring in that context and so you know uh just putting boston and new york in her mind boston was amazing she'd never go back again to new york but no. you know again the the point is having somebody in that town to take you around show you what they like about it and you see it through their eyes makes a huge huge difference. And Perfect. so that, that's not a plug necessarily for doing a tour, you know, with Italy, with Bella or whatever, but just consider the fact that experiencing a place you've never been to with somebody who grew up there is a much better experience all around than just going in and trying to figure it out on your own. You're going to get so much more out of it. And I, I hope that's what people will take away uh, from this episode. Anything to add to that? Spot on. No, I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't nail it better. I mean, just thinking about the lady who said that about Rome, mm-hmm. someone that says you want to go to Naples and they don't like it. You can't just drop in the Naples and stop walking around <laughs> you making, New York, making New York look like, look like Palm yeah. Springs. Right. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. so, so, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think you're right. That's the perfect way of saying it. When you said that about Boston, Boston is amazing. If, especially if you have a local walking around, you know, it's just, right. it's got, it's the most European beside, I think, New Orleans or San Fran for cities, uh, European mm-hmm. cities is Boston. So I think you're mm-hmm. spot on there. Good. Yeah. What was the third yeah. city, by the way? Uh, they only did those two. Yeah. They said oh, next they time, okay. th- they actually said next time they want to come down to Nashville uh, because Nashville is oh. becoming quite popular from, from an Italian perspective. I say I'm from yeah. Nashville and people would go, oh, I know uh, country music, Jack, Jack Daniels. Daniels, you know, you know <laughs> and he is, uh, he, he loves, he absolutely loves Jack Daniels. So he's going to do a tour <laughs> and then, and then they're going to want to go to either Dallas 
or or Miami. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting to to know what's kind of on their radar as far as where they would go if they were to come back mm. to the U.S. and then eventually out to California, L.A. and Hollywood and and all of that is you know something well known uh, over here. So yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to put that other perspective on. And again coming over here and, and being shown around town by somebody who lives there is the best way to get it and understand it and, and to get the best out of it. So hopefully uh, you'll find your way over here to Italy with Bella uh, on your next trip and you'll sign up for one of these tours. Uh, again, this is something that is tailored to you. If you want to find out more, go to italywithbella.com, sign up for your free consultation. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything. No strings attached. Uh, we're not going to, you know, <laughs> hold anything ransom or or say you got to sh- sign up for a timeshare or anything like that. It's it's just a consultation. That's it on a phone call. You have nothing to lose, everything to gain. So hopefully you'll you'll uh, you'll sign up there. Italywithbella.com. Until next time, Anthony. Hopefully we'll be kicking off season three uh, coming up here. I I feel like we can make it happen starting in September. I'm hoping so. If not, it'll be the first part of October, but really looking forward to this next season and and bringing some of this personal influence, uh, some of the people and partners that we know over here into the mix, uh, slowly uh, into season three, into season four. Really excited about where we're going with that. So from all of us here at the Bella Italy podcast, uh, ciao and arrivederci for now. Ciao, arrivederci. Have a good one, guys. Thanks, Brad.